Good morning. Let's stand this morning. I hope everyone is staying cool. <laughs> for those watching online, we welcome you. Thank you for joining us. It's a good day to praise the Lord. Amen. Yes. Um, let's say our vision this morning. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the Word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father God, we just thank you this morning, Lord. We just praise you, Father God. We come into your presence, Lord, with thanksgiving in our hearts, Lord. And we just thank you for this is the day that you have made, and we are glad in it, Lord. And we just worship you this morning, Father. We just thank you for your mercy. For they are new every morning, every day, Father. We just praise you this morning, Lord Jesus. We just honor you. We welcome you here, Lord. We welcome your presence in this place, Lord. We just welcome your Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you for no distraction in this place today, Lord. And we just focus on you this morning, Father God. We just praise you, Lord. We surrender all to you this morning, Lord Jesus. We just worship you and honor you this morning, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
you for a fresh anointing, oh, a fresh anointing.
this morning and the anointing of God breaks every yoke of bondage so if you came in here heavy weighted down this morning 
You can leave here free, light, with the heavy burdens removed, if you believe that. It's possible to him who believes. Amen? Amen. And so lift your hands this morning. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, we thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you, Father. So we lift our hands and our heads up because that's where our help comes from. Amen? So that's, it's just surrender. A little child, when he wants you to pick him up or her up, what, is, what do they do? They just, ah. Sometimes they can't even say it. That's all you're doing. You're just saying, ha, ha, I know you're bigger than me. I know that you can carry the weight of what I'm carrying right now. You can take it and you can handle it. So I release it to you. And so we raise our hands just saying, Woo, I'm free this morning. <laughs> I'm light. I'm leaving here free this morning. In Jesus' name. No chains on me when I leave here. No confusion, but peace of mind, of heart. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Sickness, you have to go right now. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Fear, anxiety, you have to go right now. In Jesus' name, dread and worry, you have to go right now. In the anointing, you'll be broken right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, tiredness, weariness, you must cease and desist right now. In the anointing, hallelujah, for in the presence of God, our strength is renewed, hallelujah. We arise and we shine for our light has come. Depression has to bow to the name of Jesus this morning. Oppression has to go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It may be an act of faith to lift your hands. But when you do it, you receive his strength and his anointing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm speaking to this individual this morning who you have so many thoughts coming across your mind. If we were to see into your mind this morning, it would be like a highway that is jam-packed with traffic. And you're trying to find the right way to move. Yet you're in a gridlock and you can't move. And so there's a lot of confusion going on on the inside of you right now. And there's a lot, a lot of angst. Because there's a lot of unknowns. You don't know what's up ahead. But by the power of God this morning, and by the Spirit of God this morning, I call your life to come into divine order. I speak order to you right now in the name of Jesus. Our Father orders your steps and He determines your outcome. And He said His outcome for you is good. His thoughts towards you are good. And so your outcome you don't know it right now, but it's amazing. It's absolutely, it would blow your mind if you saw 
what God has in store for you. And I ask, Father, that you would give them just a glimpse of what's coming down the road. Just a, a, just a small view of what's coming down the road because that traffic is clearing right now in the name of Jesus. You can see past your current position and condition right now in the name of Jesus. In your heart, just open your eyes and look ahead and know that your future is brilliant and your future is bright in Jesus' name. And I speak to confusion and disorder right now I disrupt you right now in the name of Jesus. You go right now in the name of Jesus. I speak peace and calm to your life and clear thinking, clear thinking, clear thoughts in Jesus' name. Traffic removed. A stillness like you've never imagined you can have in Jesus' name. I say peace be still, just as the master did. Receive that this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We leave here free. Amen? So look at the person on your right and left. Maybe across the aisles. We can do that now. And tell them, you look amazing today. And you are free. You look amazing. Free people look amazing. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, give our musicians and singers, our leaders, a God bless you this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> you almost missed a compliment, Tony. <laughs> uh, half, half compliment. <laughs> Glory to God. I love Jesus. Don't you love him? He's amazing. Every time I can come together, my water is like melting here. I'm surprised this whole thing didn't melt. <laughs> it's warm in here, but praise God. The f so a few people, I've seen a few people indicate the fans. So the fans, the way they work, they bring the heat down. <laughs> we run them in the summertime. We were running them incorrectly before. So, um, you know, the best thing to do is try to get up close to these fans. <laughs> but we're believing and we're thankful for AC. Amen? Do you picture yourself walking in here cold? You have to bring a coat with you to church? <laughs> Woohoo! In the summertime? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are like, no, I'll take the heat. <laughs> I don't want to. No, comfortable. 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 We'll be comfortable very soon. I believe it very soon. Glory to God. This morning, I would like the first time visitors, can you just please raise your hands, those who are with us for the very first time? Come on, give them a big God bless you. <laughs> we welcome you this morning. The ushers have a packet. If they haven't given to it to you, they will. There's a card in that packet. You can fill it out, and we have a gift for you before you leave. We welcome you this morning. Thank you for being here. Glory to God. Glory to God. Pray everyone had a good Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it was kind of hmm, drab, the weather, right? <laughs> so we stayed in. We got a lot of rest and stuff, so it was good. Bless the Lord. All right.
Children are downstairs. We had a few glitches this morning, uh, so but we'll work it out. Uh, those of you who checked in, I don't know if they got that up and working. The internet wasn't working. Awesome, I got the high sign. Thank you, Miss Sarah, for your help down there checking in the kids this morning. And uh, Christina, thank you for all your help to get us ready to go and all the work that you do. Christina is a blessing to this faith family. A blessing to this faith family. A lot goes on behind the scenes. And she's right there, so quick and ready to do whatever she needs to do. And she does it with excellence. And so we appreciate that. So this morning, I'm going to uh, facilitate our time of giving just very quickly here. Uh, when I was young, my parents taught me a lot about giving and receiving. I had many lessons from them on giving, on tithing, you know, which we say give 10% to the Lord your of what you make, the first 10%. And then uh, offering time was, you know, over and above that. And so we got a lot of teaching on that, lots of teaching. But for some reason in church when I was little, this time was like the intermission. You know what an intermission is? Like it's the best part of the play is coming after the intermission. They give a little cliffhanger. Then, oh, 15-minute break, 20 minutes. Sometimes it's a half hour. And so also, you know, like the second half of a concert, you know that's going to be the best part of it because they're going to give it all they got when they come back out on the stage, you know, uh, the climax of the com concert. Well, this was like the intermission. So what Maria did is she kind of checked out. I had my offering in my hand. I had my tithes in my hand because mom, even before we were working, would give us, you know, a dollar or two or change and told us, you know, the importance of giving. I had it in my hand and I was obedient. And I was just like, okay, let's get this done <laughs> because we need to move on to the next part. The best part of the service is yet to come. So that's how I looked at it and that's how I viewed it. And so when I participated, I didn't really participate for me. I participated for the church because this is the time, I always said, when the church is getting their needs met. That's how I looked at it. Oh, thank you, ushers. <laughs> if you need an envelope this morning, you could just raise your hands and they'll give you one. Those online, there's a new number to text to. You'll see that. We don't have the six-digit code anymore, so there's a phone number. It's toll-free. You can text to that. We need to change our slides up here, uh, but you can probably still do that if you don't have AT&T. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, they won't allow you to do that anymore. You could go to our website, fathershousefamilychurch.com, and you can give there too. But, you know, I participated in the offering, but I just thought this was something the church needed. This is, you know, this doesn't affect my life much. It just affects the church, even though I was taught well. I was taught well about giving. And so Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 19 in the New King James Version, it says, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I was obedient. I was given my offering to the Lord. But I kind of have to say I felt like I had to give. <laughs> Mom gave it to me. And if I didn't put it in the offering, when I got home, if I still had a dollar in my hand, she was going to ask some questions. Like, where did you get that? <laughs> So I felt I had to give. This is at a very young age. Um, I can't say I was fully willing. I just knew I had to. And so 2 Corinthians 9, 7 in the New King James also says, you must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Again, 
This wasn't the heart from which I was giving. I wasn't giving from this particular place when I was young. I was obedient to my parents, which is a place where you should start, most definitely. If, if anything, we're obedient to the word. We read in Malachi, it says to give. To okay, I'm just going to be obedient until I get a higher level of awareness or more revelation comes to me, and then I'll begin to see how this affects my life. Not just the church, this affects my life. So I came to a place when I started to realize when I gave willingly and cheerfully that I looked forward to this time. It wasn't just, uh, you know, an infomercial. <laughs> it wasn't just a, you know, transition or an intermission. But it was a time of the service that kind of brought everything together. And I was excited. I got excited about it. It was my opportunity to invest. I look at this time as an investment time. Anyone into investing? I've been dabbling a little with crypto and that kind of thing. And so I have the app on my phone and I find myself every five minutes. It went up, it went down. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't look at it <laughs> because it's been down. I don't know what Elon Musk is doing, but he needs to stop. <laughs> But because uh, it's just throwing me off here. And so I'm just going to leave it there and just be like grow, <laughs> increase. But I, it's my investment time. Here's where I can check in my heart what my portfolio looks like. Oh, my. I gave this this week. I gave this this week. And I know I'm believing for a return on everything that I have sowed. And I know God is faithful to do it. And so I look at it as that now and I give willingly and cheerfully and an opportunity it's an opportunity to sow into the kingdom of God to put my money in my heart in my mouth where my heart is so I'm gonna put my money in my heart or in my mouth where my heart is I, I say and I do it and then that's where my heart is and God says that where your heart is that's where your treasures are that's where you where your treasure is that's where your heart is and so I look at this opportunity, uh, and it just doesn't stop here. It's how I live my life outside of here. When I can be obedient to him, when he tells me to give to someone else, someone I know, or someone I don't, I look at you or that individual as an investment. I don't look at them as a cause, like, oh, they're needy. and No, it's an investment. God tells me, invest in that person. Help them pay their car. Help them pay their mortgage. Help them buy their groceries. Invest in them. And anytime you do something outside of yourself willingly and cheerfully, I'm a witness that you will eat the good of the land. Isaiah is so true. And so as I started to do that, I saw doors of opportunity open that I never saw open before that. And I saw resources come to me that I never saw happen. That's the benefit of doing this. And then I also saw checks in the mail, unexpected income. Amen? And I'll tell you, I'm believing God right now for $5,000 of unexpected income. Unexpected income. And so uh, it's on my vision board, and you say, well, can we do that? Oh, we can absolutely do that. I'm working full-time in ministry right now because I did that. Amen? Glory to God. I retired at 40-whatever-years-old I am. I think I'm 48. I think, we, I think we figured it out yesterday. I'm 48 years old. <laughs> I think, I think, because I've been saying 47 or 49. 
But at 48 years old, right, I retired. And it feels good when someone comes up to you and, I heard you retired. And I'm like, absolutely. And they're like, wait a minute. You retired? I'm like, from secular work. <laughs> I'm still working. Believe me, I'm still working. But my boss is the best boss in the world. <laughs> I no longer have to have a boss like, you know, and my boss was good, but he can't compete with the one I got now. <laughs> he can't compete with him. Hallelujah. And so I just, I don't look at this time as like an infomercial or a, a transition or check out. Let me go use, I used to see people all the time go use the bathroom during the, oh, this is a good time to just go use the bathroom. No, let's just stay focused. Now, if you went to the bathroom, don't look at it. <laughs> you walked in at the perfect time. <laughs> Now, don't look at a person. I mean, sometimes they're like, oh, I have to go. So um, don't, don't look at that. But when you have to go, you have to go. But just look at this time as a time of investment, an opportunity. This is an opportunity. That's why I say it every time. We don't have to give. We get to give. Amen? We get to give. Glory to God. So this morning, let's give cheerfully and willingly. Amen? Let's do it. Now, I just wanted you to know Today, 22 years ago, June the 6th, we opened our doors for the very first time. 22-year anniversary. It was on a Sunday in 1999, June the 6th, when we opened our doors. And we have some individuals who were here with us at that time. Z, <laughs> who else? Of course, the two of you. Kev was here, and we have a few who were uh, downstairs. Laura was with us. Uh, Cheryl was with us. And we were in Taunton. <laughs> we were meeting at home, but to officially meet together in a building, we were at the, uh, what do they call that? It was um, not the Lions Club, VFW. Thank you. We were there, and the nice uh, gentleman opened the door for us. He worked like the bar uh, at the VFW and he had the key, so he let us in. Uh, the best part was the offering time, so I have to tell that story. So he, he looked like, you know, he didn't have a lot, you know, and he, he was a vet and uh, he's just a wonderful gentleman, but you could tell he, he didn't have a lot. So he's like, I'll be back. And we're like, oh, where is he going? He's leaving us. So he left, and then he came back. And so we did the offering. And at the end, he brought us like an envelope, and he just put it in there. It was like several hundred dollars. And so we're all like looking at each other. I'm like, did he go rob a store, <laughs> a bank? Like, what happened? Where did he get that? Because he did not look like, you know, we were judging, unfortunately. And so, but we were like, he didn't look like he had all that. You know, what, where did he get it? And so we kind of just laughed about it, you know, but prayed a, a prayer over him. And he was like, no, I know this church is going to do, oh, I was just so blessed. He, and he was just Mr. Faithful. We didn't meet there very long uh, because it was kind of weird meeting a church like with a bar right next to it. For us, that was strange. There was an individual at my job when I was leaving, a lot of doors open for me to share God uh, with people, and they wanted to share their spirituality with me. And so one young man, he said, we have so much in common. That's why I love, I didn't realize that I love coming to your office and talking to you. He'd stay for, you know, a good amount of time hiding out. So he's like, oh, this is wonderful. He said, I'm a spiritual person too. And I said, yeah. He's like, I'm very involved in my church. I go to St. Francis or whatever the name of the church is. 
I'm very involved. I run the bar. I just, you know, do the instruments. And I'm like, you what? He's like, I run the bar. Well, it's different. For those who don't know, it's different in our church. We don't have a bar here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we do have a lot in common. The music thing. <laughs> I'm not serving drinks at church. Sorry. <laughs> but it's just amazing how when we give to God, he just opens the door for more. Amen? Amen. Opens the door for more. Let's stand. Let's do our confession together. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, ready? When we read this, we read it from our hearts. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Ready? Go. Because we are tithers, the window of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, estates and inheritances, interests and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. <laughs> we are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. Hallelujah. We command our harvest to come. Scream it out. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. You may bring your giving this morning. Hallelujah, Father, we thank you for an opportunity to give. We don't have to give, but we get to give. We thank you that every opportunity that comes, we're learning to be quick to take advantage of it. And we thank you for a return on our giving that will not be delayed in Jesus' name. We give you glory and honor, good morning, and praise for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Did I dismiss the, uh, the young folk can go. If, <laughs> sorry about that. I forgot we still have a subset that's not um, going down right away. Uh, so uh, our weekly goal is 400 and we surpassed that by $29. <laughs> It went from 17,000 and it's down to 7643. I'm like, is it the middle one that says remaining? Yes, 7643. I love it. 10,000 about down. That's awesome. God is good. That's awesome. This has only been what? 2 months? Almost going into 3 months. God is faithful. Amen. Thank you for your faithfulness in giving. Glory to God. Uh, after church, uh, the encounter team will be meeting, Pastor said, so um, maybe you can meet downstairs where it'll be cooler, because it is cooler. It's about 12, 13 degrees cooler downstairs than it is up here. Hallelujah. This morning is uh, our opportunity to partake together of the covenant meal, the meal that heals, and so we'll be doing that shortly. Uh, let's go over to John chapter 17 this morning. This chapter records the prayer that Jesus prayed for his disciples or his followers, and that includes you and I. Amen? We are in this prayer. We'll find ourselves 
in this prayer in John chapter 17, verse 20. Glory to God. It says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. So at some point in your life, you used some words and said, Jesus, come into my heart. And if you haven't done that yet, it's very simple. You could do that right this very minute. Jesus, come into my heart. I need you. I want to do life with you. And so through your words, you believe in him. And then now you're part of this prayer. Jesus prays for you. So we're going to take our covenant meal together. And each time we do this, like I said, going forward, we're going to talk just a little bit more about our covenant with God. Because everything we receive from God is based on that covenant that we have with him. For a believer to grow spiritually, they have to know God's covenant promises. God covenanted himself to keep his word to us, and it's important that we fully grasp this. Amen? So Psalm chapter 89 and verse 34, it says, My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? Amen. We have a covenant-making and covenant-keeping God. And his covenant promises are received by us through faith. Hebrews 11, verse 6, in the Passion, it says, And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. Everything we receive from God is received by faith. It takes faith to believe that God is real because we can't see him. And when we say believe, a lot of times we'll go, I believe this is not where we believe. <laughs> I even try to stay away from doing that. I believe, no, I believe the core me, the real me, my spirit man believes. This is how and where I receive things from God first. Then I see it manifest on the outside. So, it takes faith to believe that God is real because we can't see him. It takes faith to pray and know that he hears us when we pray. Our faith, our hearts know this and our faith knows he is real. Amen? So faith is required for us to receive our covenant promises. If there is a lack of knowledge of the covenant, there will be a lack of faith for it. And we know what happens when there's a lack of faith for something. No bueno. <laughs> there's no receiving. No receiving. An example of this, one of the provisions, and we talked about this briefly, uh, one of these uh, first Sundays we did. One of the provisions of our covenant is righteousness. And in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For he, the Father 
made him Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we, you and I, might become the righteousness of God in him, Jesus. The righteousness of Jesus is a provision of our covenant. Righteousness means right standing with God. People who have no covenant knowledge or faith can't fully walk in that truth. That when they received Jesus, they were immediately made righteous. It's hard for them to grasp that if they don't have a revelation of the covenant. Righteousness is not a process. It's a status. And you have been given the righteousness of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Whether you feel like it or not. It's not a matter of what you do or don't do. You're righteous when you receive Jesus. Now you can grow in terms of working the word of righteousness in your life. I can grow in that. I can work that word of righteousness in my life so I renew my mind to it and it becomes more real to me. But the amount of righteousness I have is the same amount I have when I receive Jesus. I can't get no more righteous than that. Now, holiness, that's something different. That's something different. But righteousness... That's what allows you to come to Jesus, to come to God, his righteousness. And so, when you receive the finished work of Jesus, you receive his righteousness. Someone who doesn't have faith for that will always struggle in this area. They'll always have sin on the brain. A lot of times when you talk into them, they'll talk about and, and kind of make sin bigger, you know. It's like a big thing uh, in their lives and uh, like a big obstacle uh, because they're not renewing their mind to the righteousness of God. And then they always get tripped up by sin because they're always thinking about it. And that's what the devil would desire for us to do. Just keep that on the brain and not believe that you're the righteousness of God. Because if you believe you're righteous, you'll come to Jesus no matter what, and you'll receive all he has for you. And the devil does not want that for you. The devil would prefer that you go hide in a corner and let him beat you up. (laughs) He'd, He'd prefer that he's behind you chasing you, not that he's under your feet. He, may, he makes himself look so much bigger than what he is, but we already know what Jesus said and what Jesus did. He brought him down to negative zero. He is under our feet and he has no power in our lives unless we hand it over to him. And he's so deceptive in his working that he appears so much bigger than he is. It says that we're going to be like, what? You? We're the one that caused all this commotion when we see who he really is. You, measly old you, were the one that I allowed to run my life. (laughs) What? So better get that revelation now, right? So we could be like, oh, yeah, I knew what you looked like. (laughs) We'll be with that side of the crowd. (laughs) So John 17, verse 9, let's uh, actually, I'm sorry. Let's look at John 17. We're going to start at verse 1. 
This is a covenant prayer that Jesus prayed for his partners, so we could call it a covenant partner prayer, okay? As we go take this covenant meal together, it's our covenant partner prayer. Remember, Ephesians 2.11 said we were outsiders, but when we received Jesus, he brought us in. We're insiders. Say, I'm an insider. I'm in the inner circle. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. So, and, and Jesus spent the last few hours of his life praying for us in the inner circle. So John 17, verse 1 to 3, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Jesus prayed that we would know the one and only true God and Jesus, the Messiah. So that was the first part of his prayer. John 17, verse 6. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Do you see that? They have kept your word. Did it appear that the disciples always kept his word? <laughs> no. Does it appear that you and I always keep his word? No. Jesus is a faith Jesus, isn't he? He's so merciful. <laughs> Thank God for that. Jesus said he showed God's name in this passage all of the covenant names of god are embodied in jesus the el names the l names like el shaddai el elohim are the creative names of god and so the yah names like yahweh are the redemptive names of god and they come together in one name i am i am Hallelujah. And what that means is I will be whatever I need to be. Amen. Jesus is whatever you need him to be in your life at that very moment. Right. Glory to God. That's your covenant with him. All the covenant names have been fulfilled in this one man, Jesus. Glory to God. John 17, verse 7 and 8. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me. And they have received them and have known, surely I come forth from you. And they have believed that you have sent me. Now Jesus only said and did what his father told him to do. A covenant partner, say, I'm a covenant partner. A covenant partner believes and knows that Jesus was sent by God to fulfill this covenant. So you know that this morning, amen? You're sure of that this morning. John chapter 17, verse 9, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Again, Jesus is praying for those who belong to the Father. He's praying for you and I, the sons and daughters of God. Hallelujah. 
God sowed a seed, Jesus, and he reaped you. Hallelujah. And he's so happy with that. He loves that. Verse 10, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Jesus is glorified in you and I, and you are the glory of the Father. <laughs> that should be a confession that we say every morning, because I think sometimes that's hard for us to wrap our minds around. I am the glory of the Father. What? Who do you think you are? <laughs> How can you say that? Because Jesus said it. I'm just saying what Jesus said. Hallelujah. Yes, yeah, see, a lot of renewing the mind to that one. <laughs> Verse 11 to 17. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept. And none of them is lost, except we know who, the son of perdition, that was Judas Iscariot, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. 13, but now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. So just know, your haters... Jesus already covered them in this prayer. He already knew you'd be hated, especially if you stand up for what is right and stand up for him. And so it says, uh, verse 15, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Hmm. Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> he didn't want us to be removed from this world. He wants us to make a difference and make a mark in this world. Amen? Sometimes that's easier than others. <laughs> but he knows what's best, right? And so they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. 17, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Do you see the importance of the word of God in your life? Jesus asked that we might have his joy be kept from evil, and know his word of truth. We have to come into agreement with this prayer and exercise faith to receive it. I am kept from the evil of this world. Amen? Amen. And we'll do one more, and then we're going to get ready. I know it's warm in here. I get it. Verse 20 to 23. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved me as you have loved, have loved them as you have loved me. Now, every covenant is about making two individuals or a group into one. Every covenant. That's the purpose of a covenant. A blood covenant was the most binding of all agreements 
It was the most binding of all agreements. That's the blood covenant. It was even more binding than family relationships. And that's lost on us today. You are in a blood covenant with God in the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You are joined to him. You are one with him. And that is what a covenant is. A covenant also has promises and provisions. And we'll talk about that the next time we come together. Some of the promises and provisions that we have because not because of who we are, but who he's made us to be. Who he has made us to be in him. So when we stay joined to him in partnership, and remember, God never breaks his covenant with us. So if there's a broken covenant, it's not on his end. He will never, even with Judas, the very person, the son of perdition that he talked about, even with him, when he went to betray him, he said, friend, do what you, do what you have come for, come to do. Just do it. But he called him friend, capital F. We're still in covenant together. We break that covenant. But thank God that when we do, we have something that can help us. <laughs> we have a verse in 1 John 1, 9. And we don't just say, 1 John 1, 9. <laughs> just like we don't say before I head out of the house. Psalm 91. <laughs> no, I have to say what Psalm 91 says, don't I? <laughs> I have to say what 1 John 1, 9 says. He knows the scripture, but it's always good to say it back to him, right? It's always good to say it. Ushers, you can serve uh, the people this morning. Everyone is welcomed to participate of the covenant meal this morning. There's no one exempt from it. Every single person in this house can take the covenant meal. And watching online, if you've prepared your elements, or if you haven't, go get a glass of water and a piece of toast, something. It's not what you're using that matters. It's your heart. And so you can join with us and you can participate and take communion together with us. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for this opportunity that we have. And if, if maybe you don't have a solid relationship with Jesus or maybe you feel it's lacking or, you know, one time you did and now you're not really sure, we can fix that right now. Or maybe you've never said the prayer. Let's just take care of that right now, whether you're watching online or here in person. Those who are with us here who've already done it, just, just repeat after me. Say, God in heaven, I believe that Jesus is your son and that he died on the cross. For me, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and make me a brand new person. Right now, I am a new person in you. I have a covenant with you right now. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. All right. So that's as easy as it is to take care of it. And so now... When we participate together, now if there's something that's uh, in your heart, we just ask Jesus to forgive us for our sins. Uh, the word of God tells us to examine 
ourselves, right? It says to examine ourselves if there's any strife, unforgiveness, jealousy, some envy, hatred, covetousness, fear, worry, unbelief. Yeah, those are all in the same boat. Worry and fear. We got to get rid of those things. And so we get rid of them. And we take it to Jesus, our advocate and high priest. He prayed for us then. He prays for us now. Glory to God. And so we receive our cleansing right now for anything that is standing between you and us. We receive our cleansing by faith right now. 1 John 1, 9, what does it say? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so we receive your forgiveness right now. If we're harboring any ill will or anything against someone else, we just release that and we say we are cleansed right now in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Matthew 26, verse 26 says, And as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take this and eat, for this is my body. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this that we hold in our hand. To us, it's a symbol of the night that Jesus broke bread with the disciples. He knew in his heart what was to come. He was giving up his body willingly for us. He allowed them to beat and bruise him so that we would stand here today able to receive divine healing and health in our bodies. And so we do not take it for granted, but we thank you, Jesus, for your obedience and your willingness to go to the cross. And we thank you for the work that you did for us. And this morning, as we partake of the covenant meal, we receive healing wholeness, health, peace in our bodies, in our minds, and in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. You can break and eat. Thank you, Father. Matthew 26, verse 27 and 28. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, Each of you drink from it, for this is my blood which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Father, we're grateful for the blood of Jesus. We're so thankful that there is power in the blood and it still flows and works in our lives today. It doesn't cease. But we thank you that there's an endless flow for us today. We thank you for the victory that we've obtained because of the provision in the blood. We thank you for protection, which is provision of the blood. We thank you, Father, for everything that's been provided for us because Jesus shed his blood for us. We receive it now in Jesus' name, and we give thanks to you for it. Hallelujah. You may partake. Glory to God. Now, if you'd stand, and let's give him thanks for his body and his blood.
We're so thankful, Father. <laughs> we give you glory and honor and praise for it. We're so thankful for the blood of Jesus. Come on and thank him. Hallelujah. There's someone in here who she shared just the other day that she received victory over trauma during this very act that we're doing today. <laughs> She's still free today. And so this is an opportunity for us to thank God and receive our full victory. Amen? To see our complete victory in the name of Jesus. So come on and give them thanks with me this morning. Yes! Hallelujah! We give you glory and honor and praise. Hallelujah! We give you glory this morning. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the body of Jesus. And we thank you that we are insiders. We are not outsiders, but we have a covenant with you. And we thank you for the covenant promises. We receive them right now in Jesus' name. We are partakers of that promise right now. So say this, say, I am healed. I'm healed. I am redeemed. I am, redeemed. I am delivered. From the, of from the authority of darkness. I've been translated, I've been translated. Into, the into the kingdom of God's dear son. God's dear son. I, am I am the head and not the tail. Not the tail. I come behind in no, in no good thing. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Do you receive that this morning? Yeah. Glory to God. Give him a big God bless you. We thank you, Father. We give you praise and glory and honor. Now, as you go this morning, go in his grace and go in his peace and in his fellowship. Amen? There's nothing like fellowship with the Father. Glory to God. And I invite you to join us tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. online on our Facebook page. We go live every day right around 9 o'clock for prayer. If you're able to join us, we have a wonderful group that joins us. Some people come to this church, some don't. And they're probably watching us today. Thank you for joining us. We're so blessed that people just go out of their way to just join us. And we love it. We love it. And we welcome anyone to join us for prayer every morning online at 9 a.m. There's also prayer right here at 10, 11 o'clock in the morning every day, a daily prayer. So you can get in touch with mom or Miss Joan. They can tell you more about it. Uh, but uh, prayer is important. It's a big part of our lives. Amen? Glory to God. You are dismissed. Thank you for coming this morning.